0: Ladies and gentlemen, this evening, I will perform a feat of
1: lunatic daring. Before your very eyes, I will ride this motorcycle up this ramp and jump directly into that box, landing safely between those two elderly gentlemen. What? Oh, I can assure you, you'll be in no danger. You're right! We'll be in Chicago! <laughs> For their own safety, uh, while they were dozing, I took the precaution of chaining them to their chairs. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. On my mark, get set, go! Hi-ho, and welcome once again, for the first time, to A feat of Lunatic Daring, the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, Muppetational podcast about Jim Henson and his Muppets. My name is Chad Schonk. I'm here with my co-host, Nick Jackson. Say hello to the people. Nick Jackson. Hi, I'm Nick Jackson. I'm glad to be here with Chad. Uh, so this is our, um, this is just our preview episode. We're just going to uh, give a little bit of lay of the land here and let everybody know what, what we're setting out to do here on A feat of Lunatic Daring. So my name is Chad. I am a screenwriter and a novelist, I guess. I, uh, and I guess now kind of a podcaster. I'm a father, a husband, a decent pizza chef, a feminist, a reader of history, a mediocre Magic the Gathering player, and a, a fan of the Cincinnati Reds baseball club. You'll learn, I'm sure, a lot more about me as we go on, but that's really all you need to know. I'm
0: Nick. I am also an aspiring novel, or Chad's actually published, but I'm an aspiring novelist, and I design board and card games as well. I'm based out of San Francisco, and I've lived on both coasts, and I kind of miss the East Coast, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I am uh, I currently live in Southeast Pennsylvania. It's a new new location for me, but I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Okay, right, so Nick, what do we want to do with the show?
0: We want to tell the story of Jim Henson. Uh, He's a personal hero of both of ours, and he's influenced generations even since
1: he's passed. Yeah, yeah, he's been gone for 30 years now. 30 years this year, actually. And yes, we've known each other for what? Probably about seven years, I'd say. Has it
0: been that long? Yes,
1: seven or eight. Yeah. And uh, well, my oldest daughter's seven now. And one of the things we bonded over early was our love of the Dark Crystal. In fact, I was at a birthday party at your place when we played the Dark Crystal board game. That's right,
0: that's that's a tangent that I'm not going to go on because the design of that game is interesting for specific reasons. I just remember you and I were the only ones that knew the story. The guy that brought it was a uh, a guy that works in animatronics, and he's another guy that I've geeked out over uh, the Muppets with. But he's he's someone who's built on a full Gelfling co- or not Gelfling uh, Skeksis costume that he wore, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, sweet, sweet, and he wore it to I think a labyrinth ball or something.
1: This show's going to have two parts to it, right? We're gonna we're gonna tell the story of Jim Henson. Now we're not gonna be. You know, we're gonna. The reason we're gonna do that is because the majority of this show is gonna be a watch show. We are going to attempt our own feat of lunatic daring, if you will. We're gonna attempt to watch nearly everything that Jim Henson and the Muppets have ever put out. I say nearly because there's a few things that are unavailable, and there's a few things that I will we'll explain when we get there that we're not going to watch. But we're going to set out, starting now over the next, hopefully, several years and try to go on this journey through the works of Jim Henson. And we thought, in order to do that justice, that we would also have to tell his story so you could you could uh, view the works in context. We want we want to know how certain pieces come to be before we talk about them.
0: That's And from a creative standpoint, that is a really fascinating thing, even going through the material that we were watching in preparation for this week, which were a number of commercials that Jim had put together in some of the early Salmon Trends episodes. To see the way that that craft would develop and just how playful it was is very, very interesting as someone who would try to create things whole cloth just to see how it could take form in early stages.
1: Yeah, that's important to point out. We're going to be going chronologically. So next week with episode one, we are going to be talking about salmon friends. Uh, Henson's very first show that came on in the 1950s locally in the Washington, D.C. area. So we're going to start there and we're going to work our way forward as as well as we can. There'll be some diversions along the way. Yeah, and we're just going to try to watch everything and talk about it and then hopefully tell you the story about this guy who means a lot to us. Personally, for me, I don't remember a world that I didn't know what the Muppets were. I was born like three months before The Muppet Show aired. And so I have I've never been aware of a world where I've never lived in a world without the Muppets. <laughs> um, they have been there for me my entire life. When I was in high school, my friends and I, between uh, games of Dungeons and Dragons and watching, you know, Evil Dead for the 400th time, got back into the Muppets and enjoyed them. Well, unfortunately, we're going to get there eventually, but his death had a very profound effect on me uh, when I was a child. You know, you're, you're uh, significantly younger than me. How, how, do you, how did you get into Henson?
0: I grew up in the 90s, so my first exposure was probably Muppet Babies, but the more profound impact was actually The Storyteller. The Storyteller and The Twilight Zone were very big influences on me getting into writing, period. And John Hurt's turn as the storyteller, as well as his interactions with Brian Henson and the way that they were able to weave in and out of story, has been something that's had a lasting influence. I also saw Labyrinth and The Dark Crystal early. The Dark Crystal scared me as a kid. It's one of my favorite movies now, and the world building is amazing. But at the time, I just, I was terrified of it. Meanwhile, Labyrinth was something that was a lot easier for me to get into as a kid. But seeing it then versus seeing it now are two very different experiences, and I love them for many of the same reasons, but also many very different reasons, especially once I recognized all the craft that went into it.
1: Dark Crystal's terrifying for a child. It's not, it's not (laughs) no walk, it's no walk in the park for an adult either. But it's a it's a very disturbing experience and uh, one I love and I, I do know that your your affection for Henson's stuff does like you said stem from his I I, I don't want to call him more adult works because he would object to that but his more his, his more his darker works his more, his more fantastical works. ones I would argue because all okay, of them are yeah. not
0: not necessarily secondary world the Dark Crystal definitely is and the labyrinth is a portal fantasy but there's a different so with the the variety format that you would get with the Muppet Show and with Salmon Friends, even if we we see behind the curtain, it is it does run more like a sort of anthology thing with all of the different bits and sketches. While the Storyteller was technically an anthology series, there was this sort of cohesion to it removed from your day-to-day life, and that would be the case with the Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal as well. There's there's a degree of separation there that I think gave Jim a different kind of creative freedom than he would have had if he was using the mainline Muppets.
1: Yeah, that's that's absolutely true, but it's also interesting uh, when we get there to realize that those things were also um, unsatisfactory experiences. For him, as far as the critical reception, as far as the the money they made, Labyrinth especially was a pretty disappointing step in his career. Not for a lot of people. Not for any woman my age who grew up looking at the Goblin King. (laughs) Uh, How much of the earlier stuff have you seen? How much are we? How much new stuff are going to be watching for you?
0: So I've I've dabbled into the original Muppet series. I I was aware when muppets tonight was around and i watched a few episodes of that i think i remember really really enjoying that but my first association with henson was always those those secondary world works
1: Did, um, do you remember do you remember Muppets after that do you remember prince on muppets tonight that was an amazing episode it yeah, was amazing yeah yeah um, i think it was seymour the elephant worse chaps yeah it's good stuff yeah yeah it's good stuff um, yeah
0: Everyone didn't really know what to refer to him as, so they would just turn around <laughs> yeah, and show the symbol
1: that's when he was that's when he was going by the love symbol uh-huh so uh so yeah, so like I said we're gonna be starting in um well technically, we're starting in nineteen thirty six but but as far as what the things we're watching, we're gonna be starting in nineteen fifty four with his uh, debut on Salmon and Friends and then working our way forward. once we get to uh, the Muppet show proper, probably I'd probably say the centerpiece at least uh, early on, we'll be kind of just watching that two episodes at a time taking you through it. We'll definitely we're definitely going to hit all the movies. We're going to we're going to try like I said we're going to try to watch everything.
0: Chad is going to give me grief because of how much I actually haven't seen.
1: There's going to be there's I pl- can't remember saying. There's plenty of stuff in here I haven't seen either. I mean, one of the things that when we started to prep this that I found I don't know that that was interesting to me was that he had 20 years on television before the Muppet Show aired. Like if mm-hmm. you remember, my original idea for this was just like a watch show for the Muppet Show. Was just to watch the entire Muppet Show, but as I read, I was like, "He's got 20 years of work before 1976." We decided uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump into that. Hopefully, people can come along for the ride. It's gonna be fun. Uh, hopefully, people can watch along with us. Uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be a good time. I wanted to say a quick word about sources. It, just like with any other piece of popular history, we're standing on the backs of those who have come before us. Uh, none of this is our own research, is it? Are you out there in the field, Nick? I am not in the field okay. though I'm Now we hope to bring I would like to be, we hope to bring our new our own insights and, and new ideas to it but we'd be remiss not to, to credit those whose works we're going to cite. So in that spirit if you go to lunaticdaring.com/sources you'll find a perpetually updating bibliography of our research materials. We're just going to keep that up there so that anyone whose work we are using will get credit. We're hoping, I'm bringing, trying to use as many sources as possible to uh, tell, you know, as as good of a tale as we can, but we definitely don't want, we definitely want to give credit to the people who came before us. But there are a few works that are going to feature very heavily in our research, so I thought we'd shout them out, kind of our, our Bibles.
0: So the first one we'll mention is Jim Henson, The Biography by Brian J. Jones. That's an excellent read there's also jim henson the works by christopher finch and the muppet wiki at muppet.fandom.com
1: the brian j jones novel is kind of the definitive henson biography and uh, it's very well written and he also i believe did one on george lucas that i'm excited to read jim henson the works is an older book from the 90s um a hardback kind of coffee table book but it's got a lot of great stuff in there and then the muppet wiki you know, this is it's it's 2020. You know, um, there's sources like this, and the the Muppet Wiki has a lot of stuff, especially regarding the Muppet Show, that we're going to dive into, and uh, I think it's going to be a very useful resource. So we just wanted to we just wanted to give those, a, uh, especially Brian J. Jones, a shout out ahead of time because uh, we're we're kind of telling his story. What else do we got here before we go? Like I said, this is just a preview episode. We're going to get out of your hair in just a second. We just wanted to say hi, and we wanted to. Let you know who we were and what was going down so that when we get to the next week's episode, we can just hit the ground running and just do what we're planning on doing. So, you know, a little housekeeping. It would be great if you could find us on social media. We are Lunatic Dare at Lunatic Daring on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. There's also lunaticdaring.com. It's a sparse website. I'll be doing more to it, but it'll be a place, again, to find those sources. And also there will be links to the, especially the early videos we're going to be watching. Any ones that will be available online, we'll have a link to. And then uh, also you can check out the Antithesis Audio YouTube channel, which is my YouTube channel. And uh, we'll be putting the episodes up on there as well.
0: Next week, we'll meet a skinny kid from Mississippi named Jimmy. And we'll watch him fall in love for the very first time.
1: That's right. And uh, we'll see everybody, we'll see everybody then for uh, episode 101.
0: Antithesis Audio.